elderly man from Phoenix calls his son in New York City. Says to his son, son, I hate to ruin your day. It's a few days before Thanksgiving. He said, son, I hate to ruin your day. I'm not sure what that's there for, but we'll, you can have that. <laughs> it's not a sermon illustration today, so there you go. <laughs> Two days before Thanksgiving, he says, son, I just need to let you know, I hate to ruin your day, but your mom and I are getting a divorce after 45 years. We are just sick of each other. And we're going to get a divorce, and would you call your sister in Chicago and let her know? So frantically, he gets off the phone, doesn't know what to do, so he calls his sister in Chicago, and she's, she says, like, heck, they're getting a divorce. That is not happening on my watch. So she gets, she, she gets on the phone and calls her dad and says, well, what are you thinking? You, you, you guys are not getting a divorce. I'll tell you what, you don't do anything till I get there. You're, I'm calling your brother back. We'll be there tomorrow do not do anything till i get till we get there he gets off the phone he says honey guess what kids are coming for thanksgiving they're paying for their own flights (laughs) thanksgiving is a lot of things right We should be so lucky, Jan, that our kids would consider paying for their own flights anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of amens to that in here. Thanksgiving is a lot of things, right? Traditions, it's eating, it's football, it's the day before Black Friday used to be. Now, it's, yeah, it's the day that keeps you from getting there, right? So excited. So many of you want to get there to Black Friday. Well, now, of course, it's Black Thursday night. Now it's Black two weeks in front of Black Friday. Now it's, so there is this, there's almost not a day, right? There's not an almost not a day where you feel like maybe you're being left out. There's almost maybe not a day where you feel like you're not hurry, hurry, hurry. Try, try, you got to get there, right? Because somebody else may beat you there, or you may even just miss out if you don't get in on this. James Brian Smith says the number one spiritual sickness for our day is hurry sickness, which leads to being overstressed and annoyed, which steals from being thankful and joyful. On Thanksgiving weekend, I am convinced joy and thankful, a joyful and thankful heart is the greatest defender against being overstressed. When you have a heart that is joyful and thankful in a marriage, there is no divorce. When you have a heart that is joyful and thankful, I believe there's less addiction. I believe when there's, a joy, when there's joy and thankfulness, there is hope. Anybody need any hope? Does the culture need any hope? But if you were to describe our culture or watch TV right now or watch anything, joyful and thankfulness would not be what you would be, what you would think of when you walked away from that. 
Philippians 4, we read from the Apostle Paul. He's writing here from prison. And yes, I just want to emphasize again, if you've not known much about Scripture, yes, I did say prison. He says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I don't like it says, and again I say it, rejoice. The word rejoice there, hiero, literally means to be conscious or glad and experience God's grace. Let me say this again. It means to be conscious of God's grace and his favor and be glad in it. To be in a constant state of understanding of your living in God's grace. Even if you're not a Christian, it's God's grace that you get another breath. It's God's grace you get another heartbeat. We're all living in God's grace, but especially as Christians of all people, should we be conscious and glad of God's favor on our lives. And in other places in Scripture, I love this thought. It, it, rejoice means to be well and thrive. To be well, to be whole, and to be moving forward, to thrive. Now, with that as our plumb line of understanding rejoice, think about this. Because so many times we try to connect joy and happiness, but happiness always depends on what? What's happening? And not the show I'm not talking about. Some of you are not that old, okay. Uh, but I get it, okay. Google it later. But it does, right? And what makes me happy today may make me miserable another day. I may have deep regret another day because what it makes me happy today very well may be short-sighted. But think about this being the plumb line. Is it possible, with this understanding of rejoice, is it possible that I could be going through the worst circumstance in my life that you can imagine and rejoice? Because in the middle of that circumstance, I understand the favor of God on my life. And I'm glad of it. In the midst of the worst circumstance in your life, very well, friend, you may be becoming more whole. Very well, you may be advancing in your spiritual walk like you never have before because what God's doing in the midst of that, you may be thriving and you don't realize it. Can you have happiness and not rejoice and not have joy as we describe it? Sure. Uh, there's a lot of people really happy, don't realize the wellness, the fullness, and the wholeness of God and thriving in, in, your, in your purpose in life, that's for sure. Can you have joy and not have happiness? For sure. Can you have both? Well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope you can rejoice and be happy, but not always. One of the big stealers of this, I believe, Is this hurriness being left out? But there's some others. How many of you in here ever get annoyed? I mean, just really. I mean, come on. How 
many of you complain about whatever that is a lot? Maybe the better question is, how many things annoy you? (laughs) And if they annoy you, how much time do you spend complaining? Now, I have a list of things that annoy me. I will not name names this morning, (laughs) but I will give you some thought. My cell phone battery annoys me. It just runs down too quick. And I don't know why I complain. Long-term terminal consumers in a relationship annoy me. Long-term consumer terminal in a relationship annoy me. After a while going, come on, give something to the relationship. Why are you always taking? Got anybody like that in your life? Maybe it doesn't annoy you. Hulu not fast-forwarding through commercials annoys me. (laughs) People who talk about changing and think talking about it makes it change. Annoy me. You've been talking about it too long for some of you. And somehow another you think you're changing. People who hike on the trails here in Phoenix who have dogs who leave their extras behind on the trail. You find a name you want to call it. That annoys me. That annoys me. I went Friday. I had two hikes. I hiked on my birthday, hiked again on Friday. I, you know, it's all clean. You know how it is when you go hiking. Those who go hiking, man, it's just, I mean, the, it's, everything's so beautiful because it's just been washed. And, and I mean, like, going up South Mountain on 24th Street, just up to the top, probably eight to ten places, people had already had their dogs out that day, and there it was. That annoys me. People who know better but choose not to finish well, annoy me. Does being annoyed serve a purpose? If being annoyed and complaining serves no purpose, why do we work so hard to amplify the annoyance in our lives? It's almost of this subconsciously we have this thought, right? We have this thought that if, I, if I'm annoyed, by, especially by a person, not a cell phone battery or Hulu necessarily, but by a person or a group of people, if I'm annoyed by them, then somehow or another I'm going to teach them a lesson by getting more annoyed. I'm just going to show them. Matter of fact, I am going to teach them such a lesson, I'm going to go to work and tell people how annoyed I am about that. Matter of fact, I'm going to let my spouse in on it too. I'm going to make her miserable too. I want to teach those people. I'm going to make as many people, I'm going to complain to as many people as I can because I'm going to teach those people a lesson for annoying me. It'd be really funny if it wasn't really true. And you know what? It even borderlines on sometimes. I have a feeling we may complain about people to the point of gossip. 
And oh, Scripture doesn't do well. You don't do well in Scripture on that. Casting false witness. Oh, you don't do well on that. I love what Proverbs, we don't have it on the screen, but Proverbs 26, 20 says, For the lack of wood, the fire goes out. Quit feeding it. It'll just go out on its own. Quit giving it fuel. It'll go out on its own. Here's what complaining often does. It amplifies and steals from you and those people may be closely connected to you. It causes frustration. It causes bad moods. It spreads discontent. I love what Psalm 77.3 says in King James Version. It says, I complained in my soul. My spirit was overwhelmed. The arch enemy of joy and thanksgiving is complaining. The two cannot coexist in the same heart. We live in a culture. It is overwhelming criticism. Overwhelming. And it has no doubt found its way into the church in an unbelievable way. But I love what Alan Perkins says. A thankful spirit is one of the key distinguishing marks of a Christian. It sets us apart from the world. It makes us different. If you're around people who complain a lot, just start being positive. You will, they will be annoyed by you. <laughs> they will quit complaining to you because you'll be flipping it every time they come. They'll just flip it on you. But we seem to find other people who are annoyed too, right? So we just pile on. There's something inside of each one of us I believe we're born with that needs to be thankful to God. And when I spend time giving thanks to God, I just feel closer to Him. I think it's when Paul writes again in 1 Thessalonians, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So here's going to be my challenge for you this week. One week. Quit complaining. When you feel tempted to complain, instead of filling your mouth with complaint and coming out of your mouth, just be, just all of a sudden be thankful for something. Philippians 2, 14, 15 says, Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. You will stand out, friend. You have no choice. If you want to be different in this culture, the one that would say, why is that person different? Just stop complaining all the time. And have praise. For some of you, you just need to love going to work this week. 
Just go to work this week with a choice. I am going to love going to work this week. I'm going to show up with a different attitude and a different heart, and I'm going to thank God for my job. I'm going to thank God for planting me in a mission field. I'm going to thank God. I'm, going to, I'm just going to thank Him. For some of you, why don't you just get up this week every day and smile and just say, thank you, God, for the favor you have put on my life, for your grace, and I am going to be glad in it. And usually when we're glad, we smile. It literally means to be glad to embrace it. I think people around you this week, if you were more optimistic they would really appreciate it. I think most people would. Unless they're just terminal complainers themselves. And the last thing is this. Fully appreciate the moments of the day. I just think of this. What do I have... You know, it's not, I mean, yeah, I've got, the Lord's blessed us, and we have some house and cars, and, but I was thinking, do I have anything that's worth a million dollars that I could say, I, I got something that's worth a million dollars, and maybe some do here, but, but, but I got something worth a million dollars, but I'll tell you, say this, I, my sight, I think, to me, is worth a million dollars, at least. The fact that my hands can do this, and I can praise, and I can stand up, and I can walk across here, I think it's worth something a lot more than what I've been complaining about. To be able to smell and see that dog, you know what? I think I thank God that I have sight and I have smell. That I have a mountain to climb. That I have a sunset. If we have that to see. I sat out there on that mountain as I was already knew I was preparing for this message that I walked up, I climbed up that mountain coming back down. I was about two-thirds of the way back down, I was just sitting there, just going, I was sitting, it reminded me of that cool nip of the air, you know, about 60 degrees, and just looking over the city, and I could hear down in the, in the valley, below me there, dogs barking, and I thank God for those dogs. It reminded me as a kid, I just thought to myself, this reminds me as a kid in the fall in Arkansas, growing up and going deer hunting, and the leaves are changing, and it's 40 and 50 degrees, and you're out, and you can hear those dogs barking in the hollers, we call them there, as they're chasing the deer, and it just reminded me of just being thankful that I grew up in Arkansas. All of a sudden, I'm being thankful for things that I, because I was observant of where I was. I did not let those dog owners, which I still am annoyed by, I did not let them steal from me that hike because it could have. In that moment, I'm not going to let that happen. So when I'm annoyed, what can I replace it with besides the Word of God or just somebody? I am thankful for my family. I am thankful for this mountain. I'm thankful for rocks. I'm thankful for, because the word says, if I'm not thankful and I'm not praiseworthy, the rocks will cry out. So this mountain here, if I don't, if I shut up and I don't do what I'm supposed to, the word says this mountain will cry out. God will get praised. Why don't I join in? So this week, a fun week for some of you, let's just try it. To just be thankful. When that complaint comes across, or that annoyance comes across your mind, I'm not saying it's not coming, but let's just replace it all of a sudden. See if we can. 
Or just say to some people that are close to you, maybe a coworker, maybe your spouse, maybe just going, you know, when I do this and I know I've got a bad habit, and I do, just say, check yourself. And just think of something you, it's praiseworthy. One of the things I'm praiseworthy, that I'm thankful for at Renovation is we are a church of multiple generations. And I'm about to ask you something that you're probably, some of you are probably not going to be praiseworthy or thankful for. I'm going to ask you to participate in some of it, and I know some will leave. And it doesn't mean it's a sin because you leave, but okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding about that part. Kind of. No, really. I know for some this won't work. We do something here called IGN groups, inter- intergenerational groups. Our gymnasium, which we've been blessed with and thankful for, is out here just, w- just west of this building. It's the large building on the back part of our campus. What we do on a day like this is we've got about 25 minutes that we're going to go back. There's, six, there's, a, there's circles back there with six chairs in each one of them. Each one of those chairs represents an age group. And when you walk into that gymnasium, you'll pick a number, you'll go sit in, if you, if you participate, you'll go sit in that circle. And the theory is there'll be six different age groups in that circle by the time it's all said and done. And we know it doesn't all, the math doesn't always work out perfect, so I get that. We'll help with that. But you'll have a series of questions. Most of them are fun questions, but some of them are just, what does annoy you? It's all right. I mean, don't take too long. I mean, because some of you may have long lists. But one of the reasons we do this, because I believe one of the things we're missing in our culture today that I am so thankful for, is there are six generations above ground, for the, really for the first time in the history of the world. Why is the church not embracing that? Why is the church not stepping into that? Why is the church not being the conduit to see some of that happen? And so we're just trying to figure this out. I'm not saying it's a perfect scenario, uh, but I think it's significant. And some of you are a little nervous first time here. I get that. I think you'll be at ease way more than you think you will. You're not put on the spot. You're not going to have to answer some deep theological question. Okay, and this is not about a small group where everybody comes and dumps their, you know what, in the middle of it. That's not what this is. Speak short, speak in sentences, not paragraphs, and uh, keep it light. But we would just love for you to be a part of this. I think it's an awesome thing that we get to be a part of here at Renovation. And there'll be people out there to help direct you. Uh, but we're just so thankful to be a part of that. This is a great, great week uh, to be thankful. And I pray that you would take on the challenge of two things. One, find somebody that will hold you accountable to not complaining. And two, find a trigger when you do complain. What's something praiseworthy that I can move into that place? So I think there's a couple of scriptures as we close that I need to read here that I I, I almost skipped over. But I really like these and I don't want to leave. Why don't you stand with me? I'm going to pray over us, and if you would work your way back there, I really would appreciate it. But again, a lot of grace if you don't. But Psalm 118.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. I love this in Hebrews 12.28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. I would just say this week, if nothing else, just remember the awe of God. Amen? Amen. God bless you.
Lord, thank you for this group. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our times of IGN groups. But again, thank you for your word. And Lord, let us this week and all weeks in constant state of be thankful. Lord, help us. Help your spirit to trigger things in our mind to be thankful. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.